Welcome to Opposite Attractions, your highway in the sky to our imagination. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantenga zelado de las puertas. Welcome to Opposite Attractions, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast that takes you inside the minds of two maniacs. It's the experimental prototype podcast of tomorrow. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the mouse mouseketeer of ceremonies himself. It's Jim Murphy. Hello. I will also be your uh, your jungle skipper and your uh, cruise director and your dance instructor. <laughs> And your li- and your swimming instructor. Unfortunately, Jim found a list of nothing but Jungle Cruise jokes, so that's what's going to be the rest yes. of his dialogue for the rest of the show. I, w- I, w- I wanted to introduce you as a person that had a wingspan of uh, anywhere between uh, 66 inches and a whopping five and a half feet. <laughs> but you didn't let me. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that being said, you did... you. Right before the show started, I asked, you know, like, did we have any notes? And you said that you had some notes about your park, and then you said you have a recommendation for my park. I thought we were just going with yours. I didn't realize <laughs> Bransonlandia well, no. lives. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I thought because you said uh, you wanted a... Uh, you, you had an idea of making it like uh, basically a theme park version of the South. Oh, yeah. And I remembered in my head that, uh, that uh, Los Angeles is sometimes known as Southland. And I really thought of an idea of naming it Southland and either having a really bad L.A. just stuck randomly in the middle of it or ignoring that and going full like parody Disneyland, but with like but with like 1955 Disneyland, but like the TV show, but with Southland. Oh, my. Well, my goal with it was essentially um, the world showcase, except let's take it around the south. And, you know, take you to Branson, take you to Texas, take you everywhere. Um, but, yeah, what have you got about your park? Do- I, I, I don't, I didn't really have a good name. I didn't really like anything that was came up with. I want to change the name to, uh, to Apex. A- okay, that's pretty cool. Um, a- and all and the villains I- can be called Apex Predators. <laughs> well, uh, I, I want the uh the catch f- I, I i thought of it actually as more like a six flags type thing where there could be multiple of them um but oh like I, apex I th- over georgia yeah like apex colon something but uh, Ex- i thought of apex a tag- texas adventure a uh the tagline would of course be the peak of themed entertainment okay <laughs> yeah because you have to so we have apex and we have uh, as i do like southland but i really like branson landia because yeah, that, that's least, what the website says it's the worst word to say of all time is branson landia and i feel like it's based in branson i don't think it's a six flags thing i think it's exclusively in branson um so yeah i i guess to catch everyone up if you didn't listen to last week's episode we we make we make theme park attractions and theme parks on this show Every week we have a challenge. Last week was a very basic challenge to create a theme park. Wherein, uh, Jim, would you like to sum up what we came up with for yours? Uh, my theme park uh, was basically superhero based. I actually really do like the 
idea that you kind of forced me down into of splitting it in half. I I want to work with that. Yeah, where essentially oh, it's it's one big theme park, but half of it is based on heroes, half is based on villains, and then almost you have a center area where they can duke it out. I probably would do sort of a hub and spoke sort of a design, a Magic Kingdom design. You know, like you enter in the mi- in the middle, and right. there's a fairly straight shot toward something. Like the middle would have to be something that would be like for both. And then one side would be villains, one side would be heroes, fine. But it would be almost like, not triangular, but more uh, oval-shaped, I guess, like an upside-down egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, I came up with the world of Bransonlandia, which I pulled um, basically just from within my ass. Like, that was it. It was just me go, all right, uh, Hollywood Studios, Hollywood Studios, well, where else instead of Hollywood? Branson, Missouri, and then from there, we eventually landed on the South Showcase, where you get to walk around, you get to go to Branson Land, where you, uh, you ride Gallagher's Watermelon Falls, um, then you go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where you drink the moonshine, um, I don't know, I guess it would have to be another Branson, where we did the Yakov Smirnoff ride rides you ride which is uh kind of a it's kind of a dragon challenge ride rest in peace to the dragon challenge to where you're you're hanging so the ride is on top of you so you're basically riding the ride and then of course you're strapped in being held by yakov smirnoff's arms but you have to remember the other thing we were going to do on the show was kind of have a uh a challenge we would present to each other or to ourselves each week as in a theme or other such thing we have to like include in some sort of an attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our challenge of this week was... Was because you're a psychopath and you decided you wanted me to try to use Hyperion as a in an attraction. Well, I'm which sorry. Is weird. Well, which is weird with superheroes because Marvel has a superhero named Hyperion. The or actually a villain. <laughs> a villain. Oh, no. It was the first thing I did was Google Hyperion. I was like, what, what does Hyperion even mean? What does this word mean? And I went to Google. And the first it's thing... A, that, it's a Greek god, I believe. It's a Greek god. And a Greek then also, something. it's a superhero. And I was like, okay, we have to tread this water very lightly. <laughs> Because well, I I have a I have a solution since I'm doing a superhero park. Do you just want me to get into this? Because yeah, yeah, go. I've, I've thinking about this for two weeks. I have a very nice plan. This kind of goes back to the original idea of like uh, henchmen recruiting and right. such. Uh, basically, the, the the attraction is called Hyperion Window to the Future. Okay, and uh, I will. Exp- it will make sense uh, by the end. Uh, but actually, he the the character of Hyperion would be a former hero that went by the name of Ion for reasons I haven't quite figured out. Mm-hmm. That, uh, but basically, his general like if you want to compare him to like a a comic book character or a, or a supervillain, he uh, at least when he became a villain, he's. Basically, like a combination of like Lex Luthor and uh, Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> okay. So he's like a tech, like like, or even just basically Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb, like kind of like a tech type thing, but he's really just not very good at anything. And he kind of went to villainy as because he was basically being mocked by everyone, including the other heroes. Right. 
Uh, so the building itself would be modeled after some sort of a military training center sort of like not a factory is not the right word but something like that some sort of a military industrial factory type building right and would this be in would this be in the main would this be in villain section it would be in the villain side he okay would be definitely uh i feel like his character going through the pre-show you would sort of see like old stuff like from when he was a hero but it would be kind of like like almost like he was throwing darts at it or shooting it with something or destroying it and he was okay, like okay that's pretty awesome so there's that and there's also the fact that he he has a uh, a nemesis a, a rival uh a, like like you know a hero that goes against him uh a female that he that he really really dislikes but it's almost it's almost like this weird like unrequited love thing oh but he doesn't want you to know that but it's kind of obvious and it's but but he's really dumb, and she's like, no, because she's a hero, and he's a he's a like dumb villain. Okay, but, hold so on. there's wait, like wait. Pictures, just so cause, there's just because I didn't I, I I didn't take this into account when I was creating my ride, so I'm gonna help you because I don't know if you took this into account. I really like the idea of the dartboard with him as a hero on it, but I want it. I like the idea of it being in the queue, and it's an interactive queue, so you can throw darts at him. And then that works. Um, I like your pre-safety spiel. It being like a video, and it would be a video of him basically telling you what's going on. But the camera cuts on before he's aware, and it's him playing with himself, <laughs> like a not. Wait, hold on. I phrased that wrong. I phrased that so wrong. Playing with a doll, a doll of himself, and playing with a doll of um of his arch nemesis and making them kiss. And that's well, how you realize that. that that's a good idea. I had an, a different idea, a similar idea. The but still, it's ba basically that's the cue. The actual show uh, and the and the theater. It's a theater show. Okay. It is a uh, a circular theater, so it's kind of like Stitch's Great Escape, or like, but maybe a, a little larger. It's a big giant circle. So you're sitting in a circle. You're facing a stage area. There is blast shields in front of you. Okay. Uh, and there are screens above your head. Uh, and it's, so it's a big circle and in the middle above the stage, there would be some sort of a thing. I, I don't want to say like Dr. Eggman or Robotnik or whatever, or like a Dr. Wily type of, there's like basically something hanging from the ceiling with this guy in it, like as an animatronic, like control, basically he's like controlling everything and like, he like can spin around and look at everybody. And it's like a theater show, but it's a, it's kind of a comedy theater show. And the idea is that he is showing you his newest invention okay hence the future thing like he's showing you things but he's also like trying but you would actually get um uh harnessed in similar to stitch so you'd have the shoulder restraints okay and it actually works in the context of the show sort of because um let's see so he he is in this thing and he's basically saying like hey you like i want to recruit you or whatever and i'm going to show you this new thing i have and it's like a weather gun so it kind of turns into this weird, like, honey, I shrunk the audience thing where this gun comes out of the floor, this big, giant, like, laser-looking gun thing, and it has, like, dials and crap on the side, and it has all these different settings, like snow and all kinds of crap. Okay. And um, he basically tries to show you how it works, and because he is inept and stupid, like, bad things happen. Like, there would be effects of, like, oh, he shoots one of the shields, and, like, some, like the blast shield, like, rattles and 
like scares the crap out of the people in those seats or whatever. Or like the gun spins crazy and fires in all kinds of directions. Or he can't get the thing right. And he has an assistant. And the assistant pops up on the... There's like screens above, you know, the seats around the outside. So he can't see the screens, but you can. And she... but she, And the, uh, the assistant's this girl and she's talking to you. And she's like trying to like keep him calm. And also like... So eventually he gets he gets like frustrated and he leaves like so maybe like the thing like retracts into the roof or something right or like he he goes away and then you realize that the assistant is just his nemesis but in an in a like in an outfit in a, in a disguise and she's basically like look you guys are in some trouble i'm trying to get you out of here like there's a reason you're harnessed in like he's going to hurt you like he's going to do bad things to you like you have to be careful and then so then she like has to go back to like being in the disguise or whatever he comes back Something happens. He like flips out. He gets mad. Like something goes wrong. Everybody laughs at him or something. And he flips his lid and he decides he's going to test his gun on everybody in the room. And so like the blast shields come down and then it kind of gets cra crazy and not in a, not in a thrill ride way, but he basically explains to you that the room you're sitting in, the reason it is a circle is because it is a former cent centrifuge. And he sh he proves that to you by, like, he has a joystick in front of you, and he wiggles it, and, like, your seats kind of, like, shift back and forth like you were on a track going around, almost like an Orbitron, but you're sitting down. Okay, okay. So it's not, and it doesn't go fast. Like, that's not the point of it, is to be, like, super, like, speedy and thrilly and scary or anything, but I mean, it does, I'm, like, kind of freak you up, out. If I'm picking up what you're putting down, it's, I, I foresee him attempting to put us into a tornado. If he has it's a basically that he basically has a the gun can do a wind hence window to the future like the sign would blink on and off and you would see the word wind would be kind of like left oh okay so it would kind of like show you like hey there's a thing and so using effects you would kind of go in a circle you know and using wind type effects it would make you kind of feel like you were going faster than you really were yeah and like but but also it would kind of short out the equipment and like the whole end of the that part of the story would be like the the hero coming out of her disguise like secretly and trying to like stop him and eventually stopping him but it'd be like dark and there'd be like crap like sparks and shit shooting everywhere and uh eventually it would stop and the uh blast shields would come back up and you would be like saved and then the uh, i feel like the finale would be that the gun would end up basically like on its vertical axis like facing basically straight up and uh, he would be, like, defeated, and he would be all, like, uh, like half out of it, and he would accidentally fire the gun again, and it would, but it would be set on lightning. Oh, and no. And so it would shoot straight up into the underneath of him, and there would be some type of effect where he would be, like, uh, cartoonishly uh, fried and then pass out and, like, fall into the little, like, fall basically out of view okay. as the animatronic would fall out of view. And then, like he'd be out and then the girl would pop back on and be like, you guys should probably get out of here. Like I'm going to deal with him or whatever. And then like the exit doors open and you can leave. I like it. The thing I would share, I wouldn't do lightning cause that would be hard to pull off and make it look absolutely awesome. We, I would say instead of the gun landing on, I, I still say vertical access, except instead of pointing up at him, it's pointing down. His body is laying on it, so he looks destroyed. He accidentally clicks it on. It's still on the wind setting. The wind shoots him up into the ceiling, so it basically resets him 
for the next show. So it will help in resetting the ride itself. Or the show I think that, that could probably be pulled off, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, are we... Do we... My personal favorite rides where there sh- are shows, basically, other than uh, Fantasmic, which will forever be... Or, uh, no, Phil Har... Phil uh, Magic. Phil Magic <laughs> is for, hun- for hundreds and millions of times one of my favorite shows. But my favorite shows are stuff like Crush's Turtle Talk... Or Monsters, Inc., where they actually interact with the crowd. Will this ride be interactive? Will I think I think they could they could do that. I think that's possible. I mean, they, they have the animation to be able to pull that. I think there's the animation ability to pull that off with the with, you know, right, very, right. with the screens and everything. I think that could be pulled off. I was thinking to say, I think the girl could easily be pulled off. You, I mean, the, the nemesis could eat. All you do is you're filming a girl sitting in front of a TV all day. And then I think the beauty of this is the fact that uh, since we are not Disney World and we're not going to have millions of people there at all times, you could have that girl portray her in the ride, then go out and meet and greet. And people will be like, you're not like a lookalike. You're the girl on the ride. Like it will, <laughs> it would freak people out. So you're saying you would have the the girl be live action, but the the villain be a animatronic of some kind? Um, yeah, I would have the well, just because I would we'd want to abuse the villain more, I'd say. And since he's kind of hanging from the sky like Doctor Octopus, we kind of want to make sure. Like, I I can't foresee a safe way to harness a human well, being like that. Yeah, my idea would basically be like a bowl with like something connecting it to the ceiling. And he would be in it, and that would be like his controls or something would be in there, and you would it would be obvious. Okay, I could see that. That'd be a little bit better. I think, I think I'm struggling to see the design is the only problem of the way he looks. I mean, I I'm seeing Robotnik, and I guess then you could do a person, but you would need to have someone extremely charismatic. Like well, I'm to saying, carry. it would be an animatronic figure of a person that would be moved around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that could work. That could work really, really well. Um, now, I don't want to say, I, I think me and you both took the same route, which was, oh, Hyperion definitely needs to be a villain. Um, probably because we both went on Marvel.com and went, oh, there's already a villain named Hyperion. Let's just ride with this. Um, now, now my idea for mine is one of your cornerstones in the uh, heroes versus villains park. So, like you said, it's kind of the spoke thing in your middle section. Basically, what in Disney World would be the castle is your area where the villains and heroes can fight it out. This would be one of your rides where heroes and villains can go fight it out. So you have literally two separate rides. There are two separate lines uh, the ride is very similar on both sides, so you don't have some people being like, oh, the hero part of the ride is so much better. Um, but essentially, the story of it is the evil villain, Hyperion, has acquired a weapon. And that weapon is known as the Renaminator. <laughs> it's an innator. It's a Renaminator. It renames. It renames. Because uh, 
Hyperion just wants everything to be named Hyperion. Oh, the other thing I had was that he would not refer. He would use he would use the pronunciation of Hyper Ion because his former name was Ion, and he would get mad whenever anyone said it any other way. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, with me, uh, he's actually a former disgruntled Disney employee who wants to name everything Hyperion, and so uh, he's finally gotten the Renaminator. And he has used the he's used the technology. He's made multiple renaminators and strapped it onto a bunch of different vehicles. And when you go into the ride, you sit into the vehicle, and the vehicle is set up with three people. You have one person in front who's in charge of the renaminator, which is a very fun word to say. <laughs> and then you it's have to take over the entire tri theme park area. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have two people in the back, each of which have, uh, they're basically running defense. Th- for what? You'll see in a minute. And basically, it's your job as a villain. It takes you through a city. And if you look at the city, it's it's a very, it's like Buzz Lightyear or Midway Mania or Men in Black. It's, it is a shooter game where um, if you look around, you can see basically LED boards where it says like, you know, the Daily Bugle, although we can't use that. And what your job is, is to shoot it to where it now says the Daily Hyperion. And then you keep going through and you get to, like, change the clock tower, which has a giant H logo for Hyperion. Um, and then the big finale of the ride is when you, you're, like, um, all of the carts, you're now, uh, you hit a screen and all of the carts fly fly into the air. Or at least we make it seem like they fly into the air. Very, um, uh, dude, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very Soren-esque. And it takes you over the bay to the Statue of Liberty. And all of your carts together have to shoot together to change the Statue of Liberty's face to Hyperion. <laughs> and uh, so basically, that's what your vil- that's what your villains are doing. Uh, you've got the one in the front with the renaminator, and then the two in the back who have disco- dis- discombobulation guns. Discombobulation guns. And those are used to fight the heroes. Now, the heroes' side of the story is we have this great, amazing hero named Captain Macho. He's the musliest, musliest, manliest hero who ever... He's basically Nathan Fillion. If we could hire Nathan <laughs> Fillion to work at a theme park all day, I would. Um, and he has apparently snuck in to Hyperion's lab and gotten plans for the Renaminator and ordered uh, his infamous sidekick, Laboratory John, to reverse engineer it. Um, and so basically, there's now a reverse engineered... Uh, renaminator that takes anything that's been renaminated and unrenaminated it's uh, <laughs> so it's the hero's job to go through and if they see something wrong they have to unrenaminate it and so it goes back to like the daily bugle or whatever and uh, once again like the villain side there's one person in the front whose job it is to work on renaminating and two in the back to try to mess with the villains and essentially on each car, you have three targets. You have two above each of the guys in the back, and you have a small target in the front of the cart. And uh, if you shoot the target, the target above the uh, guys in the back are a little bit larger. They're easier to hit. If you hit one of those, their gun goes out for like five seconds. 
if you hit the one in the front, the discombobulator, the uh, renaminator breaks, and the car spins in a violent circle for five minutes. <laughs> five minutes? Oh, wait, That's I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, five seconds. Ah, make it stop. It's going like, to be the no, wait, it, It's worse because then they're sitting in line. They're sitting in the line like, sir, we need you to exit the vehicle. You're still spinning. It's like, I'm sorry. They shot us at the last minute. And so, um, so that's how you kind of try to stop the other side from dis or uh, from renaminating. And then the renaminator or the front person also has a accelerate and decelerate, so they can shoot ahead or shoot behind to try to gain an advantage. But the more you focus on the other cars, the less you can focus on renaminating the town. So really. It's it you. It, there's a whole lot of work that goes into being the front car, which is why some are the, people like being in the back. Are the are the cars running like Omni Mover style, or is there space in between them? What do you mean? Uh, like on each side? On each side? Is it like one law? Is it is it like Buzz Lightyear, where it's like one car, one car, one car, one car, or is there some sort of a gap in between each car so that like you're not doing what you're doing in your car, and someone's five feet behind you? It's not. Have you have you rode Men in Black at uni? No. Okay. Well, there's this point near the end that I want to replicate where essentially they're just like, "Oh shit, the car next to us is filled with aliens," and it turns you, and you are actually staring at another cart of people, and so you're actually shooting the person in the other cart. Um, I want that the whole way, so you have two separate tracks through the whole ride. Yeah, but I'm saying on on each side, on the hero side, is are every car is every car fairly close together? I say there's like, a gap. There's probably a gap because I mean you you you, I'd say probably give them about five feet of leeway in each direction. That way, basically, the accelerate and decelerate either means move forward five feet or move backwards five feet from your original spot. So that way, you don't have cars crashing into one another. I have I have a fun... This is another fun Disney history story. Uh, when they were doing the Ford Magic Skywave for the uh, New York World's Fair, they had a problem with the... Basically, there was a point where the cars would get too close together and they would there would be a problem yeah and they they figured out the only way to fix it was to get wood and like throw it in between each car and like basically build a little gap and they decided to use like old baseball bats and the the problem is they had they did it while the ride was moving because they were it was like so popular of a ride and it just so happened that the when they were doing it uh dwight eisenhower was on the attraction what and so uh secret service all of a sudden sees like someone in the dark down between the cars like holding a baseball bat and there was a small security problem <laughs> just a, um, a smidge of a security problem at that point uh but yeah that's that's the idea i came up with which was a very buzz lightyear-esque shoot em up so except with that since you're you're putting it in like the middle section when when you say a middle section are you picturing something where it's like 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 a fantasy land where it's there's like a there's something in the front that's like the weenie and then there's like a land behind it and that's the split or are you thinking of one big continuous building that is the middle oh i really like the fantasy land idea to where you have this big almost like a skyscraper that welcomes you into the city and then i, I wanted to do weenies next episode uh for like what draws you in the park 
because I had a great idea for Branson Landia. <laughs> for a weenie. I'll bet you did. Uh, I, I would just uh, the uh, tease that, and that is that it is a incredibly oversized, uh, impossibly large riverboat casino. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, it is an impossibly large head of Gallagher <laughs> staring out. And his mouth is open and his tongue is what you have to walk on to get into the park. Um, so is that our challenge for next week? We have to build a weenie for the park. Yeah, I think because I had an idea, too, for the superhero side. And yeah, but actually, it's very similar to this. It's very it's similar to the, the the ride would be very similar to this, where it was like a definite like you versus someone else thing. Yeah. But my idea was that it was going to be in basically a mountain because Apex and that they would use the outside of the mountain at night and do like a fucking nighttime show on it. Well, I would see, I think, and I know we're kind of discussing discussing this next week, but I would say we do a mountain for the villains. So that's like, your whatever the main villain of the park is, that's his evil lair, is like in a volcano. Then you do like a giant skyscraper for the main one, and that's called, that's basically your apex, and you could almost... The, the, the main villain's name is Mountain, M-O-U-N-T-I-N apostrophe. <laughs> He's a sex offender. He... He's an apex predator. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I don't know what we'd put in hero side. Heroes would have something. You could do, I don't know, you could do something like a Tower of Terror almost I'll, with that skyscraper. It's just a I'll, I'll figure it out. So so then you want, you want two then. You want it to go up to the middle and split and have something on either end that draws you toward them? Oh, yeah. I guess you could do something dark and sinister on like... Basically, it's three. We're giving we're giving the park three dicks. It's gonna have one for. It's gonna have a villainous dick, a heroic dick, and then you know your main dick. Uh, where does Andy Dick fall into this? Also, there's an Andy Dick. He's at the front of the park. You have to walk through him to get in. I I, I want to take this time to. Uh, I know we like we're trying to keep around a half hour. Um, uh, I thought. Similarly to the uh, one of my original park plans, I thought that if that you could do a Magic Kingdom style entrance with like a left entrance and a right entrance, but that it all kind of funnels into one section. But to make like the like the right entrance, the villain entrance and the left entrance, the hero entrance and kind of theme the that those sides to like whatever, like fits like maybe the villain side has like anti-hero propaganda and the oh yeah hero I absolutely side has regular... that. that's that absolutely could happen and then even then like could you imagine just walking through not knowing what you're getting into and just being like well i guess i walked through the villain's Ooh. entrance i'm a villain now. one of the one of the other uh things i had for hyperion in the queue would be that there would be some things set up where it would be like he made something to like uh view dreams or something and so there would be this like weird area where there'd be a video playing of him like uh demonstrating it and the videos would be of him beating up his nemesis oh but like in a really creepy like over uh like a really creepy way like this is still yeah. a children's theme park isn't it not not in a not in a dirty way but in like a like 
almost like he is trying to win her affection by beating her. Oh, like like when you're say... like when you have a like when you have a crush on someone when you're like five years old, so you like pull their hair and throw things at them. It'd be kind of like that, but he would be an adult man. <laughs> but she's a child in the dream. It's a very <laughs> weird moment. He is also an apex predator. Um, yeah, I, I like that idea. I say instead you could almost, like, this could be part of your safety spiel. Or, you, like, basically like your pre-ride video meant to entertain people. Is he's just like, look at this invention, look at this one. Uh, and he shows off the dream one, and he shows it on, like, two other people. And one dude's like, oh, he wants a lot of money, one dude wants fame. Then it goes, someone's like, well, use it on you. And he's like, no, no, that's not necessary. You don't have to. And someone puts it on his head, and then it shows him, like, kissing the nemesis. And he's like, no, 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 and rips it off. <laughs> exactly, that kind of thing. Exactly. Uh, so I think that's a week. Yeah, I think we did it. I think we did something. We did something. I didn't think Hyperion would crank out a full 30-minute episode, but sh the villain, the villain has carried us. Um, so I, Like I said, I, from from the second, like, I thought, that sounds like the name of a villain I think I've heard of. It, it, it turns out I had never heard of them before. I'd, I've never, like, uh, seen anything with the Hyperion Marvel villain in it. Oh, wow. That's but awesome. But I was like, I was like, oh, well, like, it's still what I'm going to do, so I did it. I wrote down everything anyway. Okay, so Jim, it's now that time of the podcast where, unfortunately, we both have pitches, we both have good ideas, but only one of them, dun dun, only one of them can make the cut to uh, appear in Apex. So, uh, which one do you think? Oh... I'm I'm only slightly worried about, like, if I was actually designing a park, like, um, I feel like there would be a lot of, uh, what, how do I put this, there would be a lot of, I would definitely need to see the, the, um, the fighting ride, I would definitely see, I have to see, like, a model like a layout because I don't know what the like because you have to think of it as like a architect as far as like what the how big the building is going to be what it's going to be shaped like the internals right. like because it does seem like something that definitely you could put in the back like like if there was a berm like Disneyland has or whatever like you would definitely put it in the back and like put the main show building like way in the back and kind of hide it yeah yeah, yeah. which well, seems like it would work I think yeah let me put it this way. I'm going to keep pitching this idea until it goes into the park anyways, because I really like the villains shooting a hero ride. Well, I, I will say that, that my idea for the for my weenie was basically a giant mountain that did a similar thing, like a combination of almost like a roller coaster slash a Toy Story Mania type thing. So oh, it works. Oh, damn, that's... Yeah, you know what? We'll put in we'll put in your Hyperion. So so I guess this week your Hyperion's gonna go in, and um, next you just week, want me to flesh out the other thing for next week. And then yeah, now you have to flesh out the other thing, which is apparently just taking a roller coaster and stealing my damn ideas, Jim, <laughs> and putting it into one well, thing. No, so I, I I do like I, I like the idea of the hero shooting the villain thing. 
yeah, and yeah, I could yeah. come up with other ideas for a weenie. That was just my first because the apex thing. I thought mountain, and then I thought, what can I put in a mountain? Oh, roller coaster. Probably more like a Matterhorn type roller coaster, really, than like a like Harry Potter like steel crazy thing. I mean, Harry Potter might be okay. Like, more like oh, more like a more interactive Spider Man, Universal Spider Man. I like that. I, I'm down with that. Okay, but more I want- of a. Speaking of Spider-Man, I want the full pitch on my desk by by Sunday, Parker. I need photos. I'll I'll figure it out. I I could change my mind between now and next week. So next week we have to build the the Apex Weenie. (laughs) Uh, So Jim, where can they find you on the internet? Me, I am at... uh, I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart. And you can find... uh, everything about me there including links to the other podcast that i do and scotty sometimes does called a horrible premise where instead of making up uh bad theme park ideas we come up with bad television show ideas and uh, you can find me on twitter at scotty mo that's s-c-o-t-t-y-e you can find everything i do over at a load of pure bs.com that's where I've got links to all the YouTube stuff I do and all the other great BS Network shows like uh, Load of BS, like uh, Fight Boys, like the Queasel Corp podcast. It can be all found found at a load of purebs.com. If you'd like to follow the BS Network, you can on Twitter at a load of pure BS. We don't stray away from branding that much. Um, yeah, so, um... You, um, you forgot to spell out the M-O in your Twitter handle. Oh, yeah, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E. <laughs> M O, uh, is where you U-S-E. can find me. M O U S E, and yeah, that's where you can find me on the Twitter machines, um, and yeah, that's also where you can find all the updates to this show. In addition to finding it at on Twitter at opposite attra- at op at no. show, isn't it? Yes, O P P A T T show. Jim, are you down with O P P? I'm doing my best. One day at a time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to the show, hashtag it on Twitter. Hashtag down with OPP. Find us on the Twitter at op at show. Find us on the internet at... It's opposite-attractions.com. Or whatever that thing in the middle is. <laughs> I really like that it's just me like bringing the fire. I'm just like, that's right, yes. ladies and gentlemen. It's a great show. Do it all on. I'm more low-key than, than Scotty. And I, I guess, ladies and I've gentlemen, had a long, I've had a long real life work week, and I'm very tired. That's right. And I guess, ladies and gentlemen, that means I will see you, and Jim will see you, and we will all see you back in Apex next week. If you approach the entrance, please keep your party together and have your tickets ready. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the podcast stops completely and the show ends. Ladies and gentlemen, the show is over! <laughs> <laughs>